In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. The work week is almost over. The sun is shining. It is over 50 degrees in New York. Yo. Are we feeling good? Yes. I did wonderful. Yeah. I'm in the I did office not check today. The you're in the you're at the office. I am at the office, which um really the process of getting dressed to go to work feels like I might as well be attending a black tie event. Like the level of effort <laughs> is the same and the bindingness of the shoes and clothing is yeah. also the same. And it's like, yeah. you have to bring your shit with you. If you're going yeah. somewhere after it's just like a whole, mm-hmm. I don't understand how this it's is. Exhausting. This is something that everyone agreed was a good idea. Yeah. It also, can't be. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Eric Adams. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He really, your tweet I hate him. Yeah, I, I don't know if I hate him or Meredith, Meredith March more. But every, what did he every day, oh, he pleaded with CEOs to end work from home in New York City, I guess, to get the re- economy started up. And what I was saying was every freaking week, he says something stupid that makes me hate him more. And the only person in existence that has done that successfully recently is Meredith Marks from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Uh, every week I hate her for a new reason. It's fresh. It keeps it exciting. And same thing for Eric Adams. She does get worse every week, but here's the thing. The, the Eric Adams, everyone wants should return to work thing that really exposes, in my opinion, what a giant racket, uh, Ponzi scheme capitalism really is because it's like, okay, you need people (laughs) to go to work Mm -hmm. so that they can, like to physically go to work so that that process of leaving their home will force them to spend money to yep. stimulate the economy more. It's like, oh, okay. what, like if you need to, if you need to like, uh, coerce people. Is this people, a like Midtown is dead issue? Like all the Midtown places I are mean, not yep. making money because yeah, there's exactly. not just Midtown. Yeah. It's, it's everything. It's like when people are, when people are, you know, they're not getting drinks with their colleagues. They're not having meetings over coffee. It like all just sort of, they're more efficient because they're on zoom and it slows down like transactions in the city. But like, so you're asking us to all be more inefficient so mm-hmm. that, so that we can sustain an inflated number of businesses that we that don't is some, need. That is some Lula rich shit for sure. It's like when mm-hmm. they're like, no, 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 all you have to, you have to go out and bring the people to us. You have to, you just have to let the people out, unleash them. There's no reimagination of what Midtown could be of like, it's crazy that we don't have enough bathrooms. Like we need more bathrooms in this city. Like even as a tourist, whatever, we're like that stupid, like, hour between when you get off of work and you meet your friends for dinner and you're just like hanging out like let's yeah. have more common spaces or something but like 
There's no reimagination. It's like, let's go back to how things were. And it's crazy. Well, that's turn true. It it's kind like, of, turn it into like internet cafes where mm-hmm. you can still serve, you know, refreshments and make it that. But like they're, what they're doing, what they're proving is that they can't actually sustain the growth when they don't force people out to spend money. So maybe they need to reevaluate what they're supplying rather than yeah. people's demand. It is an absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous ask for uh, the mayor of the nation's biggest the most, city. The most cutting edge city in the world right. is, is going right. to just, everyone's going to go on the subway so that we can keep more hail and hardies in business. Yeah, because the subway's never been, never been safer. Well, yeah. also, yeah, but uh, to your question earlier, Amanda, I did not check the weather before. I walked outside today and I wore a thick velvet puffer jacket to walk my dog and was dying. So people that listen to this podcast, please check the weather before you leave your house. I know women get criticized often for not doing that and, you know, whatever, but... Yeah, they do. No, no, no weather shaming here. But I want to pivot. I want to start with some confessions here for to frame us up for our next story. Sammy, have you ever bought your own book or like purchased something that like you ha- you guys wrote a couple oh, yes. books and you have live shows? You have, right? I, I buy things from shop etches as gifts for people. Sometimes I Constantly. have bought if I don't ha- if I want to like give someone a book and I don't like have a free one, I I will buy it. I had bought. Well, I don't do that anymore, but I have bought it. You like not just to not just for the money, but like if there's a, like I don't have oh, something right. and I need to get it. <laughs> exactly. Millie, I'm sure along the, have you ever bought a ticket to one of your shows? No, but sometimes um, I don't do that. But recently I was worried about ticket sales for a show and there is a guy I was seeing on, on like Hinge or something and he's like, let's be friends. And I'm like, great, could you buy friends buy tickets to my show? And he never responded. But like, <gasps> so I feel like that was probably You worse. understand <laughs> the instinct. You understand. Yes, I yes, feel yes. like, yeah, I've done that. I've, you know, I've left a positive review of this podcast under a different name. What oh, I time. Do that. Yeah, just one time. (laughs) Just one time. I enjoy the podcast. I listen to it every day, twice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But nothing beats nothing beats this next story. I think we did talk on this podcast about how First Lady Melania Trump was going to send sell an NFT of herself that is like a portrait. It includes a portrait of herself. I think her hat, and uh, she was going to sell all of this stuff in her first NFT auction. An investigation into this auction by Bloomberg found that the money, this was purchased, these items, but the money appeared to come from the creators of the projects themselves and was reportedly linked to a Trump crypto wallet. So this means that Melania Trump bought her own NFT for what translates into about $185,000. On a related note, Donald Trump once spent $60,000 bidding on a six foot tall portrait of himself, which is crazy because that's, I'm surprised he did that because that's shorter than he is. You'd think he would, you'd think he would, uh object to that but this was sold as part of her collection and um wow wow i couldn't believe this was real here's the thing when i i was like i saw this i'm like yeah obviously she did that that is straight (laughs) out of his book true of what they would do i feel like he used to buy his own books he used to buy his own alcohol he bought don they bought don jr's books so they could get on the rnc buy the fucking yeah um, the the his don jr stupid ass book they did i mean Here's here's the thing. They've managed to take like possibly the scammiest thing going on in America right now and make it even more scammy. Yeah. By, <laughs> like by uh, 
It's true. also interesting. Like, yeah. why didn't, I understand maybe not wanting to pay $185,000 for the Milani NFT, but I wonder at what price someone would have bought it. That's very true. Just well, to know. Just curious. I'm also like, just launder money like everyone else in They're crypto. doing that too, Millie. Yeah, okay. They're well, also duh. laundering money. Don't worry. But They've got too, that on lock, allegedly. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe call me a traditionalist, call me old school, but... If Melania had an NFT of her, it should have been a nude. It should have been <laughs> that one would have sold nudes. probably. If she yeah, had sold really. an NFT of that nude picture of her with like, I think she's totally naked, but she might have like she's a tiny totally little naked. like she is. Yeah, she. It's an incredible <laughs> photograph of her. If she tried to sell that as an NFT, I bet she could for a million dollars. Yeah, there's some like Peter Thiel would have bought it. Yeah. Like one of like a, a Republican gay when she who's needs like, we yeah. stand Melania. They would have <sighs> bought that shit. When she needs um, bail money, maybe she will. Well, um, see, if I was Stephanie, what's her name? Her ex best friend's Christian <laughs> Winston Walker. Oh, Winston. Okay, that one. If I was yeah. Stephanie, I would have bid eighteen dollars on that thing as shade. Um, but these people aren't fun enough. But that's crazy. Why does but? But the thing is, too, that gets me with these NFTs, it's like, why does Melania need an NFT? Like, why is she trying to enter into this space? Like, I'll tell you why. Because, because okay, NFTs are happening. And in some cases, like, they are a real thing that people mm-hmm. are co- trying to create legitimate projects and businesses around. But then because of what because of the space and how it is functioning at this point and how hot it is, it's also right for people who are like, I can... I have a lot of cash or enough cash that I can make like a decent amount of money just like flipping NFTs or creating like a bullshit project and I'll just make out with the money. And, you know, let's say you make $100,000 off of it from zero. Like that's a success in their book. Like why wouldn't you then do that? And I think that it's just like, yes, there are people who are really into it for legitimate reasons. And then you have people who are like, I'm just going to come in here, cash grab and whatever happens happens like i don't care mm-hmm. if this fails yeah that's been the critique of like celebrities um lending their names to it and it just seems like i saw a funny tweet after the super bowl i think everybody saw it that was like the these commercials feel like the the documentaries about right what happened right before yes. the financial crash like there's a bad energy you just feel like an impending doom yeah, yeah. No, and especially like i've you know haven't delved too deep into the space but i've Read some, I mean, not read some. I watched a YouTube series about... <laughs> That's reading. Yeah, well, it's like a, you know, Visual a YouTube reading. essay. Yeah. A YouTube yeah. essay that goes deep into market manipulation with NFTs. And how celebrities that? and... Oof, yes. Um, it talks about Gary Vee. But it's mm. about how celebrities and influencers... are drawings, like pencil drawings. Yeah, but how they're able to use their own platforms to manipulate markets and get people to buy at the bottom level. So then yes, to see exactly. celebrities doing that is just like, you're taking advantage of people. And it's it's exactly what you're saying. Like it's the pyramids, it's act one of the pyramids uh, doc, scheme documentary yeah. of like when you see everybody mm-hmm. in like talking about Herbalife or whatever. And then you're yeah. just like, come on, Katy Perry, why are you singing at the leggings convention? Um, it's, or was uh, it Kelly Clarkson? Right. <laughs> who it's said also that? interesting. I, I don't remember who sang at that convention. It was definitely Katy Perry, but Kelly Clarkson about. also did something similar. I'm not sure if it was uh, Lula Rich or something else, a different Ponzi scheme. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it's interesting that, I mean, this is like kind of esoteric in the crypto space, but I do think it is interesting that they chose to be, Melania chose to be on Solana because that's not like, that's an up and coming cryptocurrency and up and coming crypto exchange, but it's not like, it's not Ethereum. Ethereum is like <clears throat> the main one that people are using. And I wonder if the creators of Solana basically like paid them to do it on there rather than doing it on like the Ethereum one mm, that most people are using for NFTs. Right. So Solana Ethereum does sound like um, a goop mom's kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Solana, <laughs> come here. Ethereum. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. We have to address the housewives when the three of us are together. We've already touched on mm-hmm. some disappointing housewives. Meredith Marks for, I guess, non-problematic reasons, but I'm sure they're on their way. Jenny Wen, of course. But today we're going to talk about Kathy Hilton. Bravo fans are reeling this week after Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member Lisa Renna said that co-star Kathy Hilton's Super Bowl pictures were taken at a party for Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Lisa and Kathy apparently got in a huge fight during the filming of the show's most recent season, but... um. 
this was surprising to me, but I don't know why, because I know half of the housewives are Trumpy Republicans. But why do I? I don't suspend my disbelief for anything else. I certainly don't for for sports or like or um, entertainers. But I always just start watching the housewives and I'm like, certainly these are all uh, these are all liberals. What's wrong with me? Okay, Kathy Hilton Kathy Hilton went on this show, went on Real Housewives and acted the way she acted as a PR image rehabilitation and move after A, Paris's documentary. B, mm, there's a yeah. lot of really bad anecdotes about Kathy Hilton floating out there in the, in the internet <laughs> sphere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kathy Hilton... And I will say this, I will, I'll tell you some other things off air, but Kathy Hilton is an actual nightmare. If you read the book House of Hilton, she is an evil woman. Her mother, like, basically abused all three of the daughters, and Kathy Hilton follows her. So this explains her extreme sensitivity around the mom in the last season. That explains, yes, and also why she will not talk about anything. Like, you, won't, you know, she never actually talks about anything. All she does is, like, kind of babble around. She pretends like yes, she's not paying no, she attention. Doesn't. She is paying full attention. Kathy knows exactly what's going on. If, if she seems like she doesn't, it is due to self-absorption. It is not due to, like, innocence and, you know, flighty casualness. She is an incredibly manipulative person. She has very strong PR. She was friends with Donald Trump, and apparently she still is. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are really ha- being fleeced about who Kathy Hilton really is. And um, I think that it will start to unravel with the next season. And mm-hmm. if, unless she gets off the show or, like, goes away, I think that the realities will all probably emerge. So you, oh, what do you funny. think this means for, for Kyle? Because Kyle is sort Kyle's, of like our, our narrator of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kyle's actually, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like her, but Kyle is, in my opinion, like easily the most quote unquote normal and nicest of the bunch. Like in the book House of Hilton, she and Mauricio come off, come across like well, in, in really? my opinion. And everyone else in the book comes across really badly. So, you know, well, she's Mauricio's like, she, gonna they come helped. off across well because, you know. Yeah. He's hot. She, <laughs> I have to um, interject. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, Marissa's He is best. so hot. She yeah. posted their Valentine's Day post, and, like, he looks way better now than he did, like, 30 years ago. Uh, Mauricio's great. I'd still with 90s Mauricio, and now Mauricio yeah, yeah. is just, you know, he's fine. He's line. great. But Kyle, okay, the, the thing with Kyle <laughs> is that, like, sorry. Kathy is, like, the Kathy's the oldest sister. She's the dominant one in the family. She's the one who. I mean, I don't know who has the most money now. It's either Kyle or Kathy, but I don't know. I kind of think that Kathy doesn't have, like, as much money as... Well, because uh, they're not even, like, connected with the Hiltons with anymore. Hilton. Like, it's gone. It's, he has a job, yeah. like, at the company, but they are no longer, like, the owners. Oh, it's probably well, he has Hilton and Highland, okay. which is their real estate company. But I right. think it is possible... The agency, I believe, is a bigger than Hilton and Highland now. And I think it is possible that Mauricio might have more money than Rick, unless there's like Oh, some, I think so. Because I, I don't think... Mauricio, they're rich as hell. I don't think Conrad Hilton actually left that much money to the family. So I think it's kind of like they don't really have as... This is just my speculation. I don't believe they have as much as they say. And, you know, it's probably all tied up in like properties and 
at, you know, illiquid assets, but so a more fake yeah. rich people or more rich, yeah. desperate rich people oh, that rely this on makes... their own like connections for all of like I'm right now they I'm listening to a yeah. queen of that. Do you know Sammy? Well, you you probably know about the Murdoch family and the Murdoch murders. Oh oh yes, I I, I got into that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Murdoch murders? Right yeah. It's just there's just so I it's just there's so many people who are they're not that smart. They just they've been failing up for so long and they're pulling the fucking strings and they're not smart. They're not authentically wealthy. They yeah. haven't earned a darn thing. Um, and so that's oh. why it's like, of course, it's not surprising to see yeah. Kathy failing up with Donald Trump at his dumb, uh, like, Florida no, she's Golf been Club friends yeah. with him for decades. She's yeah. been friends well, with him for decades. Like, that I, is somebody, documented. Yeah, well, as somebody who, like, just started watching Beverly Hills this season, oh, like, to me, it looks like, I guess it's this performance of old money, especially with all the butlers. Like, nobody really, I think Crystal has, like, a house manager or whatever, but she, you're, like, her, like, maid person nanny. But, like, you don't really see the staff that Kathy Hilton has Mm -hmm. and all this and, like, the silverware and stuff. And, like, I can totally, like, now that you're seeing that, it puts into context, like, this performance and stuff because I'm just, like, you know... Yeah, it just makes sense because I'm She just married like- into that. She married into... I mean, Conrad Hilton, the original one, built his business from a tiny little hotel in Texas. Like, he really built the business, like, for real. I don't... I, I can't speak to all his practices, but, like, there was no business, and then there was a huge business because of him. Mm-hmm. Kathy Hilton had no money growing up. It was, like, her mother... You know, Kathy's real father like left when she was a baby and Kim and Kyle's father is the one who basically like was their fought like their collective close closest thing to a father. But then at the end of his life, Kathy and Rick like shut him out. They he had remarried and they didn't want the wife, the second wife to like be part. They, they wouldn't give him any money to like for his medical bills or like they lent it and then they made him give okay. it back right away. Like more this Trump is another level. Mm-hmm. This is actually another level of like horrific human and she's performing old money, but she is the newest as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason mm-hmm. she's slightly old is because she is older. Like right, you know, right, 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 right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense because like, well, even like this performance of old money, like the staff and the shit that they have, like that's just not like even rich. If you compare like new tech money, they don't have like silverware well, and shit in their house. Like, it's also but, like, why do you eat it? She still eats her TV, eats her dinner in front of the TV well, on a stand. Eating in front of TV is great. Exactly. But it doesn't fit with her whole, like, we yeah. do things the right way. Because we have Kathy matters. is arrested. Kathy's development is arrested. Yeah. And they're, they're, she's very obsessed clear. with her mother. They're, they're, they glorify their mother. And their mother was, like, a malignant narcissist. And, well, okay, do you, okay, let me, she fed her stepdaughter. No, was it her stepdaughter or her mother-in-law? One of them, to just fuck with them, I think it was her stepdaughter, had really nice teeth. And uh, she didn't like that, so she fed her a hamburger with a screw in it. Like, okay, All okay, right. wait, we're not done. To get her sec, to get the second husband, he was married, and she was cheating. She was the other woman, and what she did is that she once like went to this woman's like place of work or something. Like she found her in a bar, she like roofied her, and then she um, broke her ankle in a car door. 
Oh and my this God. is all in the book, House okay. of Hilton. You can read the anecdotes. That's crazy. That this is, is crazy. That's a crazy woman. This okay. is their mother. Yeah. Okay. So I will just say also, too, Donald Trump does not seem fun. Like, I don't understand. Like, at this point, whatever, she's a narcissist, whatever. But, like, it is a it, it does hurt your brand to be seen with him. Yeah. And, like, I get if you're close personal friends with someone or they're fucking awesome, like Azalea Banks. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, Donald Trump, it doesn't seem like he has he's capable of being close friends with people besides Jeffrey Epstein. And <laughs> also, like. He just doesn't seem like a fun person to hang out with. So, like, why even risk it at this point? And uh, Amanda, to your point of, like, you assume that all these housewives are liberal. It's like the fan base is diverse. It's very queer. There's a lot of trans people, drag shit, all this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. that like the fandom is really diverse and and multicultural and stuff. So inclusive. So... That's why you would have the expectation of, like, the people at the source. It's like, you know, finding out Captain America's right. supremacist. Oh. It's like, right. oh, man, what's yeah. going on, right. you know? Yeah, completely. Well, believe it or not, on a more sub-related topic, we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. <laughs> but oh my gosh. I did want to mention, shout out our other Betches podcast mentioned it all, because it has a new format where Dylan is three times a week having guests come. I know Jordana is doing it every Wednesday. Sammy's on there a lot. I know he'll be in touch with you too soon, Millie, to come on. And it's such a cool format. I love hearing like different perspectives on on the shows uh, every every show. And he works so hard on it. And uh, it's a great, it's a great show. To check that out. It's really, really I good. listen to pretty much every episode. Yeah, me even too. sometimes if I haven't watched the show that it's about. Mm, so. Oh, yeah, totally. I don't yeah. watch I don't watch a lot of the current the current um, catalog, but I'm still but I'm still tuning in. So let's talk about Kim and Kanye. Our listeners have been asking us to touch touch in on this. Over the past several days, Yay, the artist formerly known as Kanye West, has shared and deleted numerous Instagram posts about his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian West. She filed for divorce last January. I had I forgot it had been that long. Like, this man has been broken up with for a very long time, but he seems to be trying to play out a, like, delusional white knight fantasy in public. But instead, he's a dangerous narcissist who refuses to accept that his marriage is over and instead is harassing his ex-wife and her boyfriend. He keeps posting he and Kim's private text messages, and in the last few days, he ended his rebound relationship with Julia Fox. He's raged against Pete Davidson and acted out at former friends like Kid Cudi. In one post, he encouraged his fans to scream at Pete Davidson on the street. Then he mocked Davidson for trying to de-escalate the situation. He also, last month, I believe, lashed out at Kim over parenting disputes, such as North's use of TikTok. And to that, Kim's response was, Kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikTok North might create. He keeps referring to wanting Kim back in his social posts and urging fans to kind of support him in that. Earlier this week, he seemed to acknowledge how his behavior was coming off on social media. It seems like maybe somebody got through to him to to say something because it's clear that, yeah, nobody has been vetting his materials thus far. And he said, I know sharing screenshots was jarring and came off as harassing Kim. I take accountability. I'm still learning in real time. But two hours later, guys, two hours later, he posted an image of a roadside billboard that said, stop telling fathers they should have fought harder to see their children and start asking mothers why he had to fight at all, which you know came right from a men's rights activist. 
like for them. That is their favorite thing. I mean, two hours after two hours after apologizing, he posted the worst thing you could post in his position. What? Um, well, I would just like the black Twitter snapshot, right, is like people don't love Kim Kardashian. Yeah. But a lot of mothers were reminded because of like a lot of people earlier on when he was complaining about Northwest social media presence, you know, people were some people were like, he's right. A child shouldn't have social media. He doesn't want to have a Kardashian kid like he and he's and he's right into like not. He's right to not want to limit his his daughter's social media time. He's right to not want her on social media. Like, that's a legitimate argument. And then a lot of, especially Black women, were like, you know, if he if he's really serious about wanting to limit and do things like that, like, he should be more involved. He should get half custody. But then he, that means he can't gallivant and go to all the, the, the dinners with Julia Fox and all the fashion shows and all that stuff. And it became this really, this, like, argument that a lot of you see all the time on Twitter, especially like a lot of people have where it's like, if you have if you have problems with the way that I'm parenting our child, then you can go to court and you can be full get full custody and you can and then let's see how you do, you know, so like so that like the and so I feel like that's in response to stop telling fathers they should have fought harder because it's like, yeah, you know, Kanye, if you don't like how Kim's doing it and like that is just that is just like, um, a uh very men's rights activist very like kind of you know tired argument of like no i i'm not gonna be there day to day for my child but i still want my decisions to be weighed even more heavily than yours and i'm not gonna be there you know and it's just like right uh it's 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 interesting to see that this is, you know, before we talk about the dangerous behaviors of like, you know, his stalker and stuff like that, this is stuff that women in this country and many countries deal with. And we're just seeing it on a bigger scale publicly. But I've had many friends who have dealt with their, you know, the fathers of their children like this, like very like, I don't want them eating this kind of food or I don't I want to limit their screen time or this and that. And it's just like, and then if you go and see Northwest TikTok, right. Like, they're so rid- there's one where she like tries on different sunglasses. It's just like, well, yeah, dude. if you're just if you're not the primary parent, I mean, I'm I'm sure the reason like when I used to babysit kids, their parents would always tell me things that I know they were not the rules when they were just Ooh, like, well, may- like maybe with the babysitter. They're like, you know, no, they go to bed this time and no dessert after this. But it's like, I know you say yes to des- it's like. I'm like North probably has a TikTok because she has been begging Kim because she's around Kim and Kim Mm -hmm. is the mother and Kim has had conversations with her and weighed the pros and cons and like decided that, you know what, let's just do this for her because she keeps pestering me. And it's like, of course, of course, the absent parent is going to be like, well, why do they get screen time? Why do they get to do this? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, you say no to an annoying. She's got four kids. You say no to them all day. I mean, I'm obviously granted. I'm sure Kim has a tremendous amount of help and is not a a normal but she's still a mother and it's up to her whether she gets to do what gets to do the tiktok but um yeah that's an interesting part of it is like he's doing this like he's he's posting this these images and like lashing out on twitter from a private plane on his way to like a rally to cry during (laughs) cry while talking about abortion well yeah it's also like i don't believe him like it'd be one thing if i actually believed the person you know, who was saying, I don't want my daughter on TikTok because it 
felt plausible that this like he would actually care. It doesn't feel like he cares. Like he is the one who is going out there making a huge spectacle. It's not like he's being private about this. He's like, how is this believable coming from him? Mm -hmm. I I actually do believe that he I you know, I have to disagree. I, I bet you he does care. But like. Or he, because he said before, like I want there to be a Christian TikTok, like so that so that my daughter can only see yeah. positive images of whatever. Like he's like yeah. delusional in that way. He wants way, his own like, church to be the TikTok, right? Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So in that way, I do think that he he actually thinks, but you know, he doesn't see him like doing all this shit, which is more damaging. There's a public record. Yeah, it's like. Okay, so your daughter's on TikTok and that's fine, but you're like at things like saying that, you know, you wanted Kim to have an abortion. Like, you don't think that's going to affect her? Like, right. dude, shut up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just imagine like in like, I don't know, maybe like a court or something. But but the point that she was trying to make, it's fine to say like that could have been a private, perfectly normal private conversation between yeah. parents trying to co-parent. But I can see why she felt the need to bring that up because she was like, how do you even comp- like you have no right to say anything when you're harassing me and our children are seeing it. What yeah. does this behavior remind you of? Because I've seen a lot of like experts in domestic violence say that this is like classic kind of manipulation and abuse and gaslighting. And just because it's happening to Kim Kardashian, who has the means to kind of protect herself, like this is happening to a lot of women like every day and needs to be taken seriously. What, what kind of does, do you think that that parallel makes sense? Yeah, I think it it makes perfect sense. It's just usually not like so public. Mm. I think this is probably like what happens just privately. Um, and the difference is that you now have the whole world weighing in and he has the power to like mobilize, you know, millions of people. And we're also watching, you know, the other, the new, the rebound person also be a very famous. um, It's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, if anyone came out on top of this situation, I think it is Julia Fox, who is now a household name. (laughs) True. And she didn't even have to get into like a particularly long relationship with Kanye even for that to happen. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting too, because Julia Fox, like right before she got in a relationship with Kanye, she literally went on like, Instagram live and talked about how her baby daddy's a piece of shit, how he like is abusive, has gotten kicked out of multiple bars for like grabbing women's asses. Like he's just like a like a scumbag. And she was publicly airing that out. So it's really interesting to see her now, like with Kanye. Well, she's not with Kanye anymore. But yeah, like I do. And like Sammy was saying, I do see a lot of parallels with how women are being treated the kind of things that people hear and um, how men think that like you're supposed to get them back or no to or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many women that have been in that scenario where they have suddenly become responsible for protecting their kids and protecting their boyfriend from one man who can't get, who can't calm down. But there's obviously something kind of like mitigating this, which is Kanye West's mental health, which is Mm -hmm. definitely a factor here. But I think it's kind of interesting how we view men when they act out like this versus women. Kanye West has been diagnosed as bipolar. Um, How do you think we have to consider his mental health here when we're talking about how to react to him? And like, I don't know, not necessarily whose like side to take, but what, how does that factor in? I mean, I think the mental health is like things that he is displaying undermine his case for like a real custody battle, which 
I imagine Kim is going to use as evidence. And I think rightfully so, because if you're, you're a child and this, even if he's not famous and this kind of erraticism is happening in your household, that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand it's, he has mental, like has a mental illness, but again, like his behavior, lots of people have mental illnesses that they, you know, will take medication mm-hmm. for or, or treatment. And it mm-hmm. seems that he has been like, purposefully refusing treatment for a long time and refusing to take medication. Yeah. So there's that. He's sort of like digging his own grave in like the custody sense. But um, at the same time, like I, what can you really do about it? Cause he's going to keep talking. So if even, all, even if all the people who disagree with him just shut up because they're like, I don't want to talk about his mental, like him in this situation right. because it's due to mental illness. Right. Then you just have all of his supporters like they're the only side you're hearing you know yeah i i've definitely heard that like we need to stop making every kanye post news or stop talking about it because he's obviously going through something and he's deleting it but then yeah like at the same time it's like then you're hearing all these people justify his actions like people saying well it's it's it, it he does have a point like children shouldn't have social media and it's just like well you're missing the overall point and there were rumors that Kim was trying to get Kanye like under conservatorship, and that's why Kanye initially divorced her. Um, because you know, he was very clear that he was the one that left her, and you know, we were all like, Why does he want to do that? And in mm-hmm. th- the context, supposedly, was that she was trying to get him under conservatorship wow. to like you know, not have him do outbursts like he does. So it is interesting that like that wasn't successful and like he was able to walk away and Whitney, I mean, Brittany wasn't, but yeah, like it's hard because the shit that he was doing, especially the tweet, the, the screenshots from Pete Davidson, Mm -hmm. which is so crazy. I mean, um, yeah. And I think like, like you were saying, I mean, I think he partly does this because he knows he has a receptive audience that will give it tons of oxygen. And you know, like it really doesn't matter if stuff is deleted. Like I even, I, I approach a lot of Britney posts the same way because like, Half the stuff she posts, she deletes almost immediately. So it's like, let's just not just pretend it didn't happen. Let yeah. let her let her learn her lessons. But speaking of his his challenges, this also comes with the release of a Netflix documentary about him, a trilogy that he's been filming over twenty one years at different stages of his career. And I I haven't watched it yet. Have you has, have either of you watched it yet? No, I have not. Um, <laughs> well, so I, I, I've heard stuff about it. Yeah, and, what have you um, heard? The first the first thing that's out right now is all about obviously like earlier in his career and a lot like his really strong relationship with his mom so in that way you 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 like feel what's compassion for him and you see like and just personally i was a huge kanye fan like up until you know recently and um you know especially early on in his career he was someone he has this song last call that's like 12 minutes and it's just been him talking about all the hoops and obstacles he had to come to get his first record deal. Mm -hmm. So I can see why, especially like now we're talking like part one, where he's talking about making three beats a day in the summer and all that stuff and getting evicted and being with his mother. Like I can see that being super popular (laughs) and getting a lot because that's the Kanye Mm -hmm. that people love and respect. So I was also a Kanye fan at that time. Like his early, like I really like his great, He's great lyrics, like, and everything. Like, I really think he, I really think he's very talented. But 
A lot of people with extreme with extreme mental illness are very talented. Yeah, and I think the the reason I bring up the documentary is because I would have been very surprised to hear what you said, Millie, about her looking for a conservatorship. I didn't know that um, before I had read about what was in this documentary. I did not know the extent of like how intense his challenges have been and how much he's refused treatment, that he spent time like handcuffed to beds in hospitals. And like he he even describes in it in the documentary suicidal ideation and substance abuse issues, including an addiction to Percocet. I didn't know. I don't know if he's ever discussed that before. That's apparently in the third part. So an extremely, extremely troubled person, which like you said, Millie, it's like if mental illness has, we have to be compassionate, but when people refuse to take the steps to treat it, like you have to protect yourself from, from the illness. It's not necessarily from the person, but it's, it's the person that the illness makes them. And if they're not willing to address it, and clearly he isn't, I mean, this man has had a lot of really, really disturbing, disturbing outbursts. Yeah. I think one of the like, great not greatest moments but like i saw his concert in 2013 and he like he built this crazy set in barclays stadium and he talked about how i think oh i went to that too yeah Yeah. uh, it was amazing but he just talked about how i think a paparazzi told him that his mom had passed like because he was in london and then like basically he then he started singing cold his cover of coldest winter and he made it artificially snow in in barclays like with like soap like it was so crazy but it's like wow like i mean that's probably i mean everyone says it and it's like really well known that like the death of his mother really changed his life broke him and stuff but like that was just such an artistic like symbolism and like whatever just well executed thing but i i'm sorry to keep talking about the art no 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 it's it's good but it's but it's like thursdays yeah yeah (laughs) but it's just like yeah like fuck like he's it's crazy it's fucked up and it's not like he hasn't had help before like Mm -hmm. he has gone to therapy he raps about it and all this stuff but like it just doesn't stick i don't know so it's really hard and especially when you know that like kanye fucks with like Donald Trump and mm-hmm. Joe right. Rogan and all these people who think they're above. It's just so crazy stuff, how so. the, you know, Kardashians have just attached themselves to like so many just different aspects of our society that like well, we're always looking at things through the prism of the Kardashians, almost every other, almost every social issue because it yeah. inevitably, it inevitably comes up. But I think that's why people this week felt a need to stop and say, cause like, you know, even last week, Kim did something obnoxious with a Vogue shoot that was racially inappropriate and uh, inappropriative. And so I think there was like an important moment this week where people need to pause and realize like, even if you hate on Kim, this is not okay. What's happening. We cannot mm. give oxygen to Kanye and let him let like have him continue thinking that his audience is receptive and that if he continues d- doing this to her, that it will like benefit him in, in some way. But well, one, I will just, we can, we can close, but one thing that I do think is a positive sign is that I think you had, you know, when you see, Britney Spears in 2007. One thing that's distinct between like now and then is that the mainstream is not like milking this the way that, that people previously milked mental health breakdowns like Amanda Bynes and Britney Spears. Now I think it's not that it's like not being spoken about. I mean, we're speaking about it here, but it's not done in the same like gleeful mm-hmm. look at this show kind of right. way. Like I think mm-hmm. people other than his own fans know better than to make this like a whole mm-hmm. um, 
you know, yeah. fun spectacle no. rather than like, I think people now are at least like, this is serious and we should not be like laughing at it. Yeah, there seems well, to be a point yeah. at which in the past, like in the 2000s, a point a, a point of seriousness or extreme that these things hit where it was assigned to the media to amplify and go all in. And mm-hmm. now parts of the media are taking that as a sign to like, oh, no, this is now it's taken a turn. We need to back off. Yeah. I mean, I think you're so right that conversations have shifted on mental health so like not drastically, but like in a good way, you relatively know, like drastically. Rel- yeah, yeah like pretty even, drastic. I, I think. think. I think. I think that also, like, always, like the Black Lives Matter, like how that was such a fringe thing, and now it's like mainstream. Just like these mental health conversations when we're talking about Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka, and then also too, like, even the fact that Kanye is doing all this really scary behavior and stuff, but we, like, the conversation still is around his mental health. He does have this documentary and it's not glorifying him, but it's just giving context and we're able right. to have these conversations. So I do totally agree that that that's at least in this conversation where I feel like Brittany and I feel like Amanda Bynes was in this like weird spot where yeah. it was kind of we were kind of talking about like this girl's going through it. Um, but Brittany, unfortunately, like at the, right. in the in the 2000 Shaver Head era, that wasn't even at all. It was just doubling down on like following her and like all this stuff so that is a good point like we are making even though it seems like the world's gone to shit we have another time we'll talk about that four years where we had a president who also seemed to have an extreme (laughs) mental illness and he just let him have the nuclear codes but we have to stop there for now ronald reagan everyone (laughs) (laughs) that was so perfect that was so perfect about the reagan years yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bitch up special edition, the Reagan years. <laughs> we should do that one day. That would be yeah. fun to do like a little tipsy or something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bonus app. All right, that is our show. We'll be back next week. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Dieberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.